From the heart of Kansas City, it's time for Real Hooligans. Here's your host, Tim English. All right, hooligans, welcome back. It's that time of year again. Whether we like it or not, whether we feel like it's earned its place in our lives after the year that 2020 was, David, it's award season. Yay, let's give out some awards. Holy shit, dude. What's up, man? How we doing, Tim? Oh, I am making sure that we're recording right and everything's going because, you know, technicalities are sometimes always a thing. Sometimes. It's happened. Um, yeah. Well, welcome back. Tim English, David King. Kane. Kang? Kang? Uh, Kane. Uh, real hooligans coming at you. Movie award season. So here's the deal, dude. Uh, if, if you listen every week, if you do or you don't, I'm Tim English. I'm a member of the Kansas City Film Critics Circle. And with that honor, I get to vote for movies. We have our, our own little movie awards that we do. We're the second largest film critics group in America. In the country? Second oldest. I'm sorry, second, second oldest. Second oldest. Second oldest. Next to New York. So, uh, what we're going to do today, what, what today's show is going to be is David and I are going to go through the awards that we just did last weekend. So, uh, we're recording this on January 31st. So, January 24th, we did our awards. Uh, normally, we have them at the, uh, we used to hold, hold them at the Alamo Draft House. But now, we just Zoom that shit because... That's the nobody wants to sit in a room together. That's, that's the day, day. Man, I miss going to movies, dude. Yeah, so much. I mean, it's just screeners, even. I mean, I just missed getting off work and going to a movie. Even if it's I, a crazy, I miss crappy the, movie, you know. An hour before showtime, getting that text. Hey, you want to go see this? Yeah. Hell yes, I, I do. I, I, on a I, Tuesday I, night, I got a guest pass. Come see this movie with me. Um, yeah. So, uh, but before we get into our awards. Um, 2020 was weird. It was like we, so it's weird. like we had like no movies. It was like we had up till March, and it was like up at that point, up to that point, we had like Bad Boys, we had The Invisible Man, The Way Back with Ben Affleck. That was the last press screener movie I went and saw. Uh, was that movie? Um, and then you know, COVID struck, everything got shut down. Movies stopped coming out. Some went started going to over the summer would go to uh, uh, to streaming services or whatever. Sure. But you know, and then with Tenant brought back, well, it didn't bring back. It was an attempt, an attempt to to revitalize. Which I even at the time we questioned, we're like, who the hell thought this was the movie? No, to bring back audiences. Terrible decision. I still think Wonder Woman would have been that movie. Probably so. I mean, a better. I mean, it, it wouldn't have solved the problem, but it would have uh, shown. A, it, I don't know. Who knows? You know, I kind of... Maybe Ghostbusters was that movie. That's true, too. Maybe just leave Warner Brothers out of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so anyway, so everybody knows what happened. So, and then what happens with film critics is in a, in a normal year, we, we get all the movies throughout the year like everybody else, right? We go see them a few days before, typically, for review. Uh, and then at the end of the year, studios send us uh, most years, disc screeners like DVDs um, to watch all the movies that they want considered throughout, throughout the year. So this year was kind of the same. Uh, Netflix and Amazon really poured on the... Two streaming services sending out discs. 
Warner Brothers the last two years has utilized like their own screener app, which is kind of cool. Um, you just go to their little app, download it, and it's not cool at all, Tim. It's kind of cool. It's it's easy. I had some real difficulty with some some of them this year. Well, actually, Warner Brothers ended up being one of them um, when I tried to watch Tenant, but. Um, so yeah, so anyways, so we didn't have movies. I mean, it was like we were having them, and then all of a sudden at the end of the year, they still sent us, it was like mostly links, and it was insane, because we're getting like 12, 20 links a day, don't forget to watch this, watch this, watch this, you know, for your consideration, crap, but of course it's like all the little houses, the little studios are like, hey, here's our little movie. Stuff you've never heard of. You know, you studios no are rolling out stuff from 2019. There was one, what the hell, hold on, this is on our list of nominees, because I don't understand how it got onto our list of nominees. This was insane. It just shows how stupid some, some critics are. So and just, but people like this movie. You know, that wasn't the problem. It just, uh, best foreign film. My gosh, which one was Memoir Memories of Murder. Uh, this movie was from like 2013. How did it get back to 2020? Uh, something, I, I don't know, remember the whole story. Something about a re-release. They released it for some reason. Like the director's cut? Yeah, 2003. That's a really long yeah. time. Yeah, and it, we nominated for Best Warm Film. Well, it, it once everybody was like, hey, don't forget that's a re-release. But they totally tried to... Slip that in there. Slip it in. Are we going to do the same thing with the Snyder Cut? Well, Are we just going to slide that back I, I in think, like well, it's I think brand once new? the Snyder Cut comes out, all bets are off, and just anybody that comes out after that is just a moot point. <laughs> uh, so anyways, okay, so this year we had all of our screen links. It was mostly links. It was hard to keep track of, especially when you hadn't seen anything. Most, most years we've seen kind of everything. We've been able to kind of keep everything kind of organized as to what we've seen, there are notebooks see. with notes for days yeah. on stuff that's been seen. People with whiteboards charting where movies are slotting. And I will be honest with you. My opinion of, of awards in general, whether it's the Kansas City Film Critics Circle Awards, uh, the Broadcast Film Critics Awards, which most people know as the Critics' Choice, which I've also voted for that, um, the Oscars, the Golden Globes, fucking whatever, all these awards. They're all, it's all political. I mean, because once you get this list of nominees, it's really up to these critics and whoever's voting actually sitting down and watching all of these movies. Sure, that's a big task. It really is. And it's just like, what are you watching and what are you just throwing Tom Hanks at? Tom Hanks on there? Because you know Tom Hanks. Uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, sure. But she didn't make anything this year, but she was in that prom movie. Um, anyways... So, here we are. Kansas City Film Critics Circle Awards happened last week. We're going to go through our list of uh, winners real quick. We'll spend a whole lot of time. Some of these movies you've seen, and those movies will kind of stop for a minute and, uh, and talk on those, all right? You can give me your thoughts. Does that sound good to you, David? Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right, dude. We're start at the bottom. Cool. The uh, do, 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 do. the Tom Poe Award for the best LGBT film. This went to Kajillionaire. With a runner-up to Meryl Streep in The Prom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You knew it was coming. 
Uh, yeah. Kajillionaire. Let me pull this one up real quick. Try to get through some of these. Woman's life is turned upside down when her criminal parents invite an outsider to join them on a major heist they're planning. Uh, it's a solid movie. Uh, Richard Jenkins is always good. Um, Deborah Winger. She's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this, this, this was the movie that had my vote on this one. Um, I did not watch the prom. Sorry. Nor did I. I I cannot comment. It's hard to see them all. It really was. And especially this year. And, uh, that one, I really, I saw it when it came out or not. I didn't see what I saw. I knew when it came out and I was like, oh, well, I don't think I need to. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the Vince Kohler Award for the best sci-fi fantasy horror film. Uh, Not my favorite category. Winner's Invisible Man. Right. Yeah, this is a good one, dude. And it looks... You, this movie would drive you fucking crazy, the, to be honest with you. The, the trailer for this one when it came out um, gave me anxiety. It's, the whole movie's like that. It's and really, I know, and that's why I know that this is just not the movie for... But see, this is one of those instances where uh, the anxiety is so high right from the very beginning. I know that there are groups of people that would absolutely love this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know, I, I know it had to be good. I'm just... I'm not that courageous. A lot, a lot of tension, man. Yeah, I mean, constantly. It's, it, oh, it's, it's on my nerves already. Ratchets it up. It's good. It's good. It was. It really surprised me. So, um, these next two, I did not vote in the foreign film and the. Um, oh, thank you. I do need that. Best uh, documentary. Documentary category. Yeah. So uh, the winner for best documentary went to the Dissident. Um. And uh, foreign film was another round from Denmark. Um, Did you get to many documentaries this year? No, not really. Not really. really. To be honest with you. The stuff that I watched on Netflix. And that that was another one where I really felt overwhelmed when it really came down to uh, the links. Because there was just so many documentaries, you know. And then it's just hard to watch. So hey, where do you start? You, you work a lot, and then it's you know if if it's if it's you know if I don't have a DVD, it's I, sometimes I don't listen or watch a movie on my phone on my computer all the time. You know, sure. Because so, I sit up and look at my computer all day at work. <laughs> I don't want to come home and stare at it. At no, home, you know, what you I'm want saying? a bigger one. And if I can't connect, and that kind of becomes an issue. If I can't connect from you know the com- you know my computer, and sometimes that was an issue with some of these. <clears throat> Connectability, reliability, stuff like that. So, uh, let's move on to. This is always a fun category for me. I always enjoy this every year, so I look forward to uh, to seeing the winner. I haven't uh, I haven't seen the winner this year. Uh, I will be honest with you, Wolfwalkers. I have not either. I do not know if I got a link for this, and if I did, man, did I miss it. Who got your vote for, for this category? Uh, that would have gone to our runner-up. Soul? Nope. No. You didn't vote for Soul? No. I voted for Over the Moon. I thought that movie was... Adorable. Yeah. That's really one, of, one of my daughter's <clears throat> go-to movies now. Yeah, she likes really to watch pretty. that one regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. 
All right, let's move on to best cinematography. And this is always a fun one for me. <clears throat> you know, and again, what I was going to say before, the words being political, and this I'm going to throw out our, our nominees, but um, sometimes it's better just to be nominated because the, <laughs> the winners, it, I, mean, no, I mean that because the winner is so political. I mean, think back a couple years ago when Green Book won Best Picture. Okay. I mean... That that had a lot of come on <laughs> behind the scenes action working for it. I mean, come on, I mean, come on. Traffic won best picture winner. Sure, come on. Um, so I mean, anyway, but just to say, hey, I was one of those five, ten nominees. I, I think that's where you, you know. Anyways, uh, Tenet, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, and The Vast of Night. All of these had great. Were looked amazing. You just watched Nomadland last night. I did. Very desolate movie. Uh, it's very bleak. Yeah. Very reflective of her journey. Yes. Um, but beautifully shot in that sense. Um, you know, there's a, a scene where um, Fern is walking through just this rocky desert trail Um and the location that they chose for this and the way that they shot it, um, where there's lots of shadows and, um, you know, the bright sun where, you know, that's the focus. It's just, it, it is. It's, it's wonderfully shot with so very little. Our winner went to the Vast of Night, which, again, is a fun kind of old school sci-fi looking flick, so... Uh, takes place in the fifties, you know. So anytime you period set something, sure. It was yeah. also your runner-up for the sci-fi <laughs> horror category. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So definitely one to check out. Uh, let's see, where are my? Let's get up. All right, best adapted screenplay as a writer. You know, I like these categories too. Sure. Uh, How did you feel about this year's crop? Well, my vote for Adapted, we'll do that one first. Um, my vote for Adapted Screenplay went to I'm Thinking of Ending Things. That is uh, Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman? You know him? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to pull him up here. Hoping you just start fucking talking. <laughs> no, Charlie Kaufman, one of my favorite writers, actually. Um Adaptation with Which was a great one. Yeah. God, I fucking, we should do that movie soon, dude. That I love that movie. Worth um, a rewatch. I'd be just, down for I that mean, one. uh what was one that you came over and hung out? We watched that uh, one time. We did a show on it. There's been so many. Um Jim Carrey. Damn it. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yes. Another one. I mean, he just watched really weird, layered. And there's, it's like they're, it can be confusing, but only, I mean, it's just like, it's like, they're not confusing to him. And that's just like where you watch something, you're like, this yes. guy's mind is such a scramble that this is like poetry to him. And that's what's fun to watch is like, you get so captivated and kind of, uh, you can see the writing almost. You I can, think. You, I, I, I very think, drawn in. Yes. And it's like, even if you're just like, and with this movie, I think it's very much like a, I, I compared it to Tenet, where Tenet, you don't always understand what's going on, and that's to a bad th- thing, because it's like, uh, 
you're like you're confused. You're like, what what were they after? What was he trying to do? I don't understand. I just know every once in a while people were moving backwards, and I was supposed to think that was awesome. With this, it's like I don't know what he thinks this means, but I've kind of got my own interpretation of it. You know, yeah, in that lost kind of way. You know, where it's like this is how I this is how I'm adapting to this, and you know, and I'm going to make sense of it. And it's okay. It, I think it's okay. So, anyways. What was our winner? What did I say? <laughs> uh, Nomadland. Oh, Nomadland. Again. And this was one that was weird for me because it felt so uh, so raw most of the time. And I think that's probably what's what's really good about it. And it's a credit to uh, Chloe Zhao and the book based uh, written by uh, Jessica Bruder. Um, but a lot of it felt like improv. Especially by the people she was meeting. Yes. It was like some of them were just giving, and I don't, you know, mean they were bad actors or anything. I just meant they just, sometimes it didn't seem written. One of my problems with Nomadland was that there was so little time where things were happening. Um, So the script gets lost a lot of times and just very simple conversations um, that don't have a whole lot of impact. They don't drive the story. They're just, hey, this is kind of the lifestyle we're living in these vans as a community. Um, here's some of the things we have to deal with. And it's, you know, I, I, I see the point to it, but from a script standpoint, there's just not a whole lot of substance to right. it. And sometimes that's a, tr- it's a translation that gets lost between a book and a visual medium like screenplay and film. You know, uh, I think about Jackie Brown from Tarantino, adapted from the Elmore Leonard oh, novel. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's just lots of scenes of her just driving around, just saying nothing. Just doing nothing. <laughs> That's Tarantino for you. But, but it's also just like, man, I know that this is based on a book, and in this book, I'm probably getting her inner monologue. Yeah, she's probably giving me a rundown <laughs> right. on a lot of stuff. Right, so it's like, I'm not getting that here, QT. Move on. Um, but this is a beautiful movie. Um, no Madland. And it's obviously, it's helped a lot by Frances McDorman Dorman, uh, leading that. She's just great. She is, dude. I mean, she's just great in everything. Absolutely. Uh, best original screenplay went to Promising Young Woman. How'd you feel about this one? Uh, I like this movie. This is a really good one. I know uh, this is one we were going to discuss um, today, but you weren't able to see it. Am I missing out? Absolutely. See this. Do you like Carrie Mulligan? Yeah. She's really good in this. Um, I think... Perfectly suited for this role, even though she's been called out a lot on. Have you heard about the social oh, no. media? I have not. Backlash she's faced. She, well, the movie is, you know, this girl is um, haunted by a past experience. And, it, you know, the movie pl- plays it out, so I won't spoil anything for you um, since you haven't seen it. But, you know, it's essentially she goes into bars, clubs, plays drunk and waits for some guy to take advantage of her, try to take her home so she can teach them a lesson. Ooh. So. Like and the it, Eileen it, Warnos. Yeah, it escalates. And, you know, but anyways, 
she is not classically beautiful, but you know, I think she's a cute girl. And then, you know, not that that matters like at all when we're talking about this, because what she got called out online say, Oh, cause the movie's produced by Margot Robbie. She's wonderful. And we love her on this got, show. She got called, little people called this woman out on Twitter saying, you're great in the film, but it probably should have been played by Margot Robbie because she looks the part a little more than you do. And I'm just like, I don't know if you've seen... That's the, unnecessary. Have you seen the pictures of her? She's got like a little nurse outfit yeah. on. And she's a cute chick, dude. I mean, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, is that where you're going with this dude? You just wanted to see Margot Robbie dressed in all these little... I mean, I think that's the point. I think you maybe missed the point of the movie. Yes. If, you know, she basically was, you know, I mean, Lashback was like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Don't blame her. So anyway. More actors typical, should typical, slap back. Uh, but this is a good flick, dude. You should definitely check it out when you get a chance. Um, runner up on that was Trial of Chicago. Star. Yeah, let's talk about that one. Yeah, I love that was um, that was the first movie I think this year that I really loved. That's when I felt like now I've watched an, an awards movie because that movie was about a very serious situation at a time, but it was just so wonderfully written. That's the key here. Yeah. Just the interactions between that that group, especially uh, when they're sequestered in that back room mm-hmm. together, yeah. um, and just the stress and the tension from all of these different perspectives. Uh, unbelievable script. And this was the first movie this year that uh, you sent me a message out of nowhere and said, "You need to watch this movie. Yeah. Watch mm-hmm. this movie." Um, I believe something along the lines of Borat's going to get nominated for an <laughs> he, Oscar. He, he will, man. Yes. Um, and, you know, until I saw uh, One Night in Miami, I thought he was a shoe-in to win. But, um, and he could still. Because um, he's just so great. He's just such an underrated actor because of, I think, where his roots, you know, are. So good in this one. It took me a moment to realize that was him. I was drawn in so quickly by him that it it didn't even dawn on me that oh yeah that's Sasha Baron well you know my feelings about Eddie Redmayne yeah <laughs> yes and yes I we don't he, agree I, on I that think but brought, I think you brought up that he'd be a great Mr. Fantastic yes okay. I think so after seeing this movie I'm willing to listen the door has Cracked yeah, open a little bit, really, No, and it's always like, you know, with actors sometimes, it's just sometimes them in a role. It's like, I don't like him in this part or something like that. You sure. know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. And then, like, you know, can carry over into another one. But this, I, I thought he was really good. Um, like, even when he's Newt Scamander or whoever is in Fantastic Beats, it's just like, he's so secondary that it's like it could have been anybody. You know what I right. mean? Um, but yeah, that was a good movie. So, Trial of Chicago 7, definitely one to check out. One of my favorites of the year. Yeah. All right, let's get into the acting category, shall we? Shall Some we? good performances this year? Yeah, and then I'm going to... Before I bring this up, let's talk about this issue that, that I'm... Tim, you're looking stressed over there. no. I don't want to debate this too long. It's something that I think we'll talk about more down the road because it's becoming more of an issue in our society. But the question was presented. I'm on the board member. I'm one of the board members for the group. Um, 
and uh, it was brought up that some critics groups are starting to recategorize their acting categories uh, to just best lead performer, best supporting performer, rather than best actor and best actress and best supporting actor and best supporting actress as to not alienate trans you know yes and I can see that standpoint I don't I, I Tim I don't think there's an easy solution here no, yeah and I think you know the debate was do you know do we follow suit as a group or do we uh, just add a category and like a non-binary, you know, category to where someone else who doesn't identify male or female or either, you know, fits okay. in, it fits into this new category, which is where I felt because I'm like, then I figure, think, you know, you're coming. Okay. So we'll have 10 best leads. How many times is that going to be eight men and two women? A lot. I mean, you know, best supporting, best supporting it's nine, men and one woman. I mean, I mean, you see what I'm saying? I was like, I feel it. So we're cutting the awards in half because we don't want to. Anyways, interesting thing that I, that came up uh, during our meeting, and uh, I think it's something that we should talk about um, going forward. We don't have to spend, you know, obviously a lot of time because that's a discussion. And, you know, I, I think it becomes you have to find out what the people affected by that feel about that rather than it's not I, I don't feel like it's my place to, to make your, your place to tell people <laughs> right yeah. I mean because I'm just like I'm, I'm a straight white dude man I have like no fucking say in anything like no. <laughs> anymore like at all no. so uh, shit anyways all right well moving on just an interesting thing I, I would I would be curious to see how that discussion plays out in sure. the group that yeah, that's an interesting too. conversation it's, it's, I've had side discussions uh, since about it and it's you know everybody's kind of like you know I mean Everybody feels different ways. Of course. Uh, we're all kind of mostly on the same page. I mean, you know what I'm saying, but it's, uh, anyways. All right. Well, let's get into our, our uh, acting categories. Uh, another movie you should check out sometime. This is where our best supporting actress comes from. Yoon Ha Jun from Minari. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um... Second place was Maria Bakalova from Borat. Have you watched Borat yet? I have not. I can't. <laughs> you can't? Oh, Is man. that another anxiety movie? Because you Not know, so much the people or? anxiety. It's just... We lived through Borat once. And all of the things that followed Borat. Right. The, the cultural phenomenon that was Borat at that time. Once was enough for me, and then unfortunately, a lot of the movie was spoiled by just news because he's always out, yeah, doing stunts. But now, like the jig is up. Yeah, we know who, who you he, are. Yeah, so it's like and then it turns out. Oh, that was for thinking for the, the new the, thing, the, the Trump rally that yeah. he <laughs> that he infiltrated. Dude, there is some seriously funny shit in that movie. I'm um, sure there is. Uh, but anyway, back to Minari. Um, Really a great film. You know, very quiet. Give me the rundown. What's the... It's about a Korean family that moves to Arkansas. In like the, Why? Like the 50s or 60s. The American Dream, man. Just, he, you know, he's going to be a farmer. Uh, Stephen Young, who was uh, Glenn 
in The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. He's amazing in this movie. He, he was one of our best actor nominations. Uh, the director here is Lee Isaac Chung. Um, but it's just a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a nice film, you know, I mean, it's just, their struggles and, uh, but it's about a family, you know, just very simple, basic, you know, but, uh, nice movie. Sometimes we need nice movies like this, Alan, or Alan, David, Ow. where the fuck did that come from? Fuck you, Alan. Yeah. Fuck you, Alan. Um, all right. So yeah. I miss you, Alan. Sorry. Yeah. Check that movie out. All right. David. I'm on it. Best Supporting Actor. This is another movie you've seen. I did. I watched this one this week. Uh, why don't you talk about One Night in Miami for a minute? I'll one Night... I, I, I love the premise of this movie. Yes. Um, we're going to... It's just a, a fictional account of what would happen if this group of individuals got together for one night in Miami. What's 1964? Yeah. Um, so... We've gathered together in Miami for a Cassius Clay fight. So we've got Jim Brown, superstar, NFL running back. Uh, we've got Sam Cooke, a, a pretty prominent singer. Malcolm X. Yep. And Cassius Clay, all gathered together in a hotel room. Just hashing some stuff out. Uh, Malcolm X is play, played by Kingsley Ben-Adir. Phenomenal job. Cassius Clay is played by Eli Gorey. He did a pretty good impersonation of Muhammad Ali. He did. Without, without, without being too over the top with it. He, wasn't he, he, he did a good job of being in without doing an impression. Mimic, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he, he captured him, I thought. Uh, Jim Brown's played by Aldous Hodge. And uh, Sam Cooke is played by Leslie Odom Jr., who is the winner of our Best Supporting Actor. And turned in a hell of a performance. Based on what I've been able to see this year, Tim, which has been very limited, yeah. um, this was one of the, the best performances um, and of all what I've of seen. these guys are great. Yeah. They, all have mo- they all have their moments. And this movie, by the way, is directed by Regina King, who, I mean, let's be honest. Nailed back it. From, back from fucking 227. That kid's grown up. So it's good a for long her, time. You know, she's come a long way. She's, and she's had a she's great couple of it. years. Yeah, she is, she's, she is really kicking some ass right now, and it's amazing. Um, but yeah, this dude, he's a Hamilton guy. That's what he is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, he's going to be around, so... But yeah, all I could think of was like, man, that's what's nice. It's like every now and then you see a movie, and you're just like, man, this guy is a great actor. Yes. Um, uh, and that's, that's one, that's a performance you consider well after it's over. Sure. I revisited that in the, in the days following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, a great movie. Lance Reddick's in this. He's always good when he pops up. Yeah, he is. He's so good. Um, but yeah, One Night in Miami. Highly recommend this one. Is that one on Amazon? Yeah, I think that's right. Amazon original. Check it out. All right, dude. Best actress. 
Okay, so this is going to get, you know, theme we've already talked about. We've talked about both these movies. Carrie Mulligan won, and this was, it was close. I mean, I think it was really just down to... Was there a good argument in the in the Zoom room? Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty close. Between Did Carrie two. get your vote? Uh, yes, Carrie had my vote in this one. Frances McDormand is amazing, though. She is. I mean, there. I mean, so it was like really. I th- was, I, th- I think we talked about this before, though. It, for her, it just seemed like a a walk in the park. And I, I, she's just so good; it looked effortless. Other nominees in that category included Jesse Buckley from I'm Thinking of Ending Things, Viola Davis from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, and Elizabeth Moss in The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man getting some acting nods? She's really good. She's a good actress, though. Yeah. I don't know if you did. you watch yeah. Mad Men? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, she's great, so. No, no problem with the actor. Yeah. More surprised no. that it came in a role like that. I also, I also think that's, you know, and this is like absolutely no slight to Elizabeth Moss because she very well could pull an Oscar nomination. I mean, and that was thought when the, that movie came out that it was that strong. So, um, but it's also one of those where I, I feel like sometimes with female actors, it just becomes like you try to think of movies that had a girl you can remember. Uh, I remember Invisible Man. That was pretty good. And I had the, you know. Choices are limited. It's a good thing critics don't listen to our podcast. They would probably be eating my ass right now. All right. So just kind of gives you a thought of where I am with all of this this year. <laughs> <laughs> Your enthusiasm no, shines it, through. It's like, it's like I don't disagree with who's winning or think the winners don't. You know, they're all I, the winners are the winners and they are the best in these categories, I feel. Um I just I'm I'm at odds with how this happened this year. All right, so let's do best actor. Riz Ahmed from The Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Tom Hanks because he's Tom Hanks from News of the World. Sure. Delroy Lindo had a great performance in Defy Bloods. Did you watch that one? Uh, no, I have not. Good. He's he's badass in it. And Stephen Young from Minari. Um, this one's a good Riz Ahmed. Is that right? Yeah, Riz Ahmed. Sound of Metal. Powerful performance. What's this all about? Movies. Let me pull up the description so I can give you an official. Uh, this according is a heavy metals drummer's life is thrown into free fall when he begins to lose his hearing. Oh, that sounds terrible. So he's a drummer, and it's he's powerful. It's great. Wasn't my vote in this category? Who'd you vote for? Uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. For Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Do you think he's going to get a lot of attention oh, after the fact? Oh, yeah. Is is the performance worthy of that? Oh, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't nominate him because I like Chadwick Boseman, you know, but or vote for him for that reason. I like the performance. He's good. So yeah, out of those, I mean, Sound of Metal's a good, good flick. I mean, I don't know if you, you know. Do you think that's going to carry through to oh, he'll, through he'll, the award season? Yeah, I do. This this list right here, it's probably most par for the course for yeah. the rest of yeah, the. Yeah, yeah. 
This season. is about what you're going to see, ish, give or take. And of course, some movies, so like the Oscars will have movies that we didn't consider, like uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Which is getting ready to come out, but it, it it's coming out after our cutoff. Yeah, after what was our cutoff date. So yeah, there's some Golden Globes, uh, Oscars. They'll have Judas and the Black Messiah there, because I've heard that's a great film. So uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right. Director. Another fun one, as you know. Ours is uh, named after Robert Altman, who is from Kansas City, so this is the Robert Altman for Best Director Award. And the nominees are? Uh, we gave it to Chloe Zhao, and I'll read the nominees real quick. It was uh, David Fincher from Mank, uh, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, Regina King for One Night in Miami, Christopher Nolan for Tenant. That's the one I'm just like, really, guys? Aaron Sorkin for Trial of Chicago 7, and Chloe, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Chloe Zhao is now moving on to the MCU. The Eternals. The Eternals. And I saw a quote from Kevin Feige that said her pitch for the Eternals that won her the the job or whatever was uh-huh. the best one out of the bunch one pitch that he's ever heard ever yeah for a wow for a filmmaker that's come in and pitched one of their you know tried to get in one of their movies so well after after this outing uh, I would trust her to Absolutely. to do whatever I'm I very, mean she put in a a great film she does yeah. And that's one where I don't know anything about those characters, like, at all. No. No, no, no. And it's such a weird cast that I'm just like, fucking okay, this is weird, but... Yeah, you uh, you, you sent me a message early in the week telling me, go watch this movie, we're going to talk about it. Right. Um, and I, ha- I had no idea. Um, I didn't know this movie, so I had to look it up just to see what is it that I'm getting into. Um, and I just kind of... I don't, I don't know if sigh was the best word, but it was kind of like, all right, I'll, I'll watch this. Um, and ended up being very thankful that I did. Sure. Um, complete, complete turnaround and attitude on that one. Right on. See, and sometimes that's what movies can do. If you just yes. watch them. You know, and it, you know, like we said, may not watch it again, but I got something out of this one. Yes. And it made me want to see what this director can do now. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, it, obviously she's not going to always do big budget movies, and that's not what I mean. But, you know, give it a little bit more freedom to pursue her storytelling. You know what I'm saying? All right, so let's move on. Let's move on. Best picture. Now, this shit pisses me off. Ooh, Tim. A little heated this on the, this, this one. This is the second time in three years we've done this shit, man. Uh, for a film, we tied. Why? This isn't soccer, Tim. And this is, the, like I said, second time in three years we've done this. Nomadland and Promising Young Woman. Tied. First Cow, Mal Rainey's Black Bottom, Minari, News of the World, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Soul, The Sound of Metal, Tenant, The Trial of the Chicago 7, and The Vast of Night. That's the nominees for this, and we picked those two. And like I said, we voted and voted so many times trying to break ties. and But it's like after a while, it's like, it's tied. It's tied. Nobody's changing their vote. Right. <laughs> this is stupid. 
Uh, so anyway. where, where did your vote start? Uh, I, I voted for Promising Young Woman. Okay. So, yeah. And uh, that's it. Kansas City Film Critics Circle gave two movies Best Picture because 2020. And I think it's like the sixth time. How deserving. The sixth of- time in our history. We're the second oldest professional film critic organization. Founded in 1966. Wow, you guys are old. Yeah, by Dr. James Lutzenheiser. I said it right. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well done, Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's it, man. Award season. Uh, Coming up is all the other crap. (laughs) Golden Globes. All the other crap. Golden Globes and... You know, the Oscars. That's up to like March or something, right? It's yeah. Some weird. It's just like, okay, so. How are they going to do this? So, when did the. Now, when did the 2021 movies start for everybody? April? I mean, just I guess not, I, technically back. nothing's out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just so weird. It, it's, at this point, it's like, I don't understand why. I, Warner Brothers, I think, is the only one doing this. Just putting it all out there for yeah, us. Yeah, they're like, we're going to put it in theaters, but just put it, up, put it on. Sure. And I got to tell you, Tim, um, I watched The Little Things oh, yeah. this week when it came out. Not good, huh? And I'm so thankful that people are putting stuff on streaming. Because if I went to see The Little Things in the theater, I would have been giving me my $16 back. Kind of makes you feel like a lot of studios this year were just like you know our movies suck this year yeah. I'm sorry like Tenant. I mean it's whatever it is what it is it's, I didn't think it was an award worthy movie but it's it's a movie that if you like those kind of movies you should watch As Wonder you, Woman's not great yeah but it's it was alright it was fun but you know it's not as good as the other one no the, the first one uh, by far I, I, um, so anyways man that's going to wrap up this episode. Okay? Fucking done. Nice job, awards, guys. 2020 movies are... So, yeah, we've done our, our 2020 recap and now our awards. We can, we can put that in the rearview mirror. We're done with it. And what's great is our next episode, as we try to move on, is Groundhog Day. Oh, God. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it all gonna, over again. Which is, <laughs> which is actually kind of perfect. But at least we've slipped out of the 80s. Fitting. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do a real hooligans, you guys. Uh, I did a Twitter, Instagram. Real hooligans. Everywhere you find your podcast. Yeah. I'm trying to make sure it's there, man. So if you guys are out there trying to look for it, you can hit us up on Podomatic. That's where we, we're hosted by. So you can get notifications and all that stuff. But wherever you follow, if you can't find us, let me know. If you have a little site you go to, let me know. I'm Tim English. This is my boy, David. Say bye, David. Bye, David.